You think I'm being typecast? I don't know. I think this cat is typecast. It's a fucking cat, you know? Ain't got much choice. What if he moved to a new neighborhood? You know? Hung out with the poodle crowd, did poodle things, you know, become a poodle. Still be a cat, you know? But what if he convinced himself that he was a poodle and everyone else that he was a poodle? Wouldn't that make him a poodle? That's a good point. I mean, weird as shit, but that's a good point. Man, this whole metaphor is bullshit, yo. You hear me? You think everybody don't got a role to play, huh? You think a white boy could have played Omar? You think you could play a president? I could. And I think we've seen the last black president for a while. I'm just saying. I think you're gonna always be playing some version of Mike. Gangster Mike, old-timey gangster Mike, southern gangster Mike. But I'm not a gangster. Everyone that knows me knows that. Self-denying gangster Mike. Look, I picked these roles. Me, I, I made this path for myself. Did you? Yeah, did you? Or did they choose you? You think we would be doing what we're doing if we had a choice? Huh? Face it, man. Look, we from a certain type of people that come from a type of place that look a type of way. You know what that make us? Black. Typecast. If I were typecast, I'd be in jail or dead. But I'm here. I got out. Got myself out. You sure about that? Right. Yeah, that that was pretty amazing. Uh, welcome to a very special episode of Three Dudes Rant. We are here to celebrate the life of Michael K. Williams, who unfortunately isn't here with us anymore. Um, it was it was a shocker to be honest. Looking, it it, it just came down the timeline, and I wasn't I wasn't even sure of what I was reading or what I I was hoping it was a hoax. It was, it was just weird. Um, they told me and i don't blame you because i felt the same i'm like okay this is not true i'm gonna post this and somebody's gonna say delete it because it's not true yeah, i came across my scene in that like that's how i found out like i was wow. i think i was working i think i was working and it just popped up on my cnn like oh <laughs> yeah this that's this oh man i mean Wherever you knew him from, whether it was him being Omar, which he alludes to in the in the am I being typecast uh, uh, dialogue. There was a mistake in that though. Omar don't cuss, so that, I, that, that bothered me a little bit. I mean, that's Mike being Omar, I think. So yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's semantics. But no, um, whether you knew him as Omar uh, or Leonard from Happy Leonard, or you know him from, uh, you just recently met him in um, Lovecraft Country, or you met him in as Chucky White in Boardwalk, which I feel like was the best. Like, okay, I know a lot of people are gonna say Omar, but I feel like Chucky White 
was top on tier. Walk Empire. Yeah, I feel like that was top tier. I feel like night. they let him really act on that though. Yeah, because right. he wasn't trying. He he didn't have to be a gangster. He was supposed to be something else, and I think that's when he really just acted his ass off. I, I like that. Yeah. Um, I like Chalky, uh, except like because uh, that prison scene is one of the like I, I've rewatched that prison scene on YouTube with uh, Burnsley in the prison. It's like what he what old fuck Hook's doing now. Mm-hmm. And he talks to the guys and is like, "Hey, how your papa doing? I'm good, Mister White." Like, right, well, you know, I'm late now. I'll talk to him. Like, um, that was great. One thing about Boardwalk, I, I didn't like the Boardwalk last season. I mean, one of the reasons I didn't like it too much is I thought we could have had a whole spinoff about um, the Black Club's experience um, with Chalky White, and I, I felt like there was a missed opportunity. To yeah, there was, there, was, there was a missed opportunity with that, but I also feel like they were stepping away from it. They, it's it's something HBO is kind of weird, or these people are kind of weird with that. I felt, I felt like they felt like, oh, we're done with this entire thing, so we're just going to step away from it. Um, but man, he's had awesome roles and I've, I'm glad I've been able to see uh, all of them. I feel like this is a sad episode because we don't do episodes like this. We don't give out flowers to actors all the time. We don't, we don't acknowledge actors while they're out. And it's, it's something, I mean, it's something I like that we're doing it now, but I'd like to do it while they're still here, you know, like once a week or once a month, pick out an actor and just give him his flowers, you know, because for whatever, you know, they could be here. They cannot be here the next day. And I would like to feel like I did that, you know, while they were here, if if they, they may never see the episode, but they may never even hear it, but it, it'll feel great to me personally. But again, I just, we just really going to sit here and talk about Michael K. Williams for a little bit. So, um, can I cut you off real quick, Mo? Go ahead. Go ahead. Just for a split second. Like, I feel like you and I, we, we had a special thing with Michael K just because we did Lovecraft Garbage. And <laughs> us doing that, it was funny because each week we bashed that show. But, but each always week we went out of the way to, yeah, to, to really give Michael K his yeah, just that, that show. Yeah. And, and he brought it each week. And it was like each week we're like, dude, each episode, each, he yeah. deserved a better script. Like, hey, anybody listening, go back and listen to our Lovecraft Country. Uh, when, especially the episode when they and, went in the past, bro. That yeah. he was strong in that. Like, he's he's good. So uh I mean, quick yeah. question. What did you guys first get introduced to Michael K? Omar on the wire for me. Like, I remember I was what 16, 17 years old, and I'm over chilling at a girl's house in Pigtown. And she had the wire on over at the house. And I'm like, oh, who's that? Like, oh, that's Omar. You know what I mean? It's like ever mm-hmm. since then, I got hooked on the character. And? Oh, uh, so oh yeah, yeah. Because you're also in this. I was a, I was a kid, uh, late teens, early 20s. Um, and I was doing like semi-professional modeling. I don't know what I call it professional, but... Um, and they came for a casting call. Just like, get cute. All <laughs> <laughs> right, back in the day, I need to stop drinking this beer with this label on it. Um, the but um, they did a casting call. They came in and they wanted to grab people for the wire, and I had never seen it. Right, so me and this guy I knew, uh, they wanted to grab it, and I was like, "What's the wire?" And they was like, "Oh, it's um, 
you know, cop drama. And I was against, I was like, I ain't going to no cop drama. Like, shoot, I don't know what the hell that, you know, because I, you know, I had a certain mentality about cop shows, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, cop shows show cops as heroes, fuck with people that look like, look like us, <laughs> right? For no, I, I am, you know, I, I'm sure, no, I, I didn't fuck with cops. So, anyway, I ain't go. And guy went, and uh, it was the scene where uh, Brother Musan sent his assistant to look for Omar to go into um, the gay bar to to look for him. And the guy that was with me that, that went to the casting call was a, was the was the bartender. I mean, it was a terrible line, but now he's one of the greatest. Like even if it's just for a couple of seconds, he's one of the greatest um, series of all time. And so it kills me to this day. <laughs> I didn't mm-hmm. accept that thing, but then I watched it after that, and I was like, "Oh, I had the complete wrong idea about what this show was." So, so let's talk about The Wire for a little bit. I think The Wire is one of the only cop shows that, um, personally, that I am okay with. Um, I'm with you, Anthony. A lot of cop shows are very point the police in a light, and it's like. It's, it's, they really do the whole like cops are good guys thing and and all of that. But The Wire is one of the ones that I'm like, okay, well, I like it. And I, I, it's it, you could describe it as a cop drama, but you could also describe it as just life in Baltimore. And it's it's it can go both ways, right? It's you can you can't you can almost say you can almost leave out the cop aspect of it if you're gonna describe it to someone who doesn't fuck with cops. You can almost leave that. Aspect aspect out of it and describe it, and then you could throw in the cops as just like characters that happen to happen on the show. Am I wrong? I don't think I don't think you're wrong necessarily. I've watched so many analysis of the wire that I'm pretty sure I'm right. going to draw somebody at some point. But I, I, one <laughs> of the ones I liked was that you were talking about the systems in Baltimore and the systems. Right. Like so, when they said the gods will not save you, it's more about the these systems will not. Right, save you. Right. It's how you function in it, and it was like everybody's caught up in the system. Uh, as uh, Expanse would say, everybody's caught up in this churn. Another character mm. from Baltimore from Expanse, uh, but uh, uh, and we're caught up in it, and you're just playing your role to to get to get to the end, kind of alive with a little bit of money and a little bit of dignity and a little bit of your body still functioning. And that's what everybody was doing. So the one thing The Wire did, which blew my mind, was it, it just didn't show the cops as good guys and um, drug dealers as bad guys because, I mean, I ain't going to speak for y'all, but I've known drug dealers. <laughs> I know drug right. dealers I don't trust more than I trust some cops. You right. know, um, uh, and, you know, but they showed they were all people. And that was the mm-hmm. thing. These people are people. Um, no matter what what side of the the quote unquote law you are, and that the law uh, is profiting on both sides, right? Right. And it was a scene where um, Omar is waiting for a trial, and they're giving him um, the the bailiff was having trouble with a puzzle, and he says the Greek mythology, and it was and and later on I read in the scene like you know it it, it was to some fact that inner city youth really take to the Greek mythologies. And I was like, wow, that's really, it's really interesting. They, they, they went that, that deep into this character. Yeah, deep he cuts, how yeah. intelligent he was, didn't have much formal education, but he was, he was clearly smart. I don't know. It showed him as a whole person and he was a, a, a homosexual male, but that wasn't his whole identity. 
Yeah, right. and, and I love that though because I think that's something you complain about a lot in stuff in media mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. is that they make it the identity of the person and it it overshadows one the acting to the character and it's just oh homosexual. Omar was able to be a homosexual gangster and that not be because you, you could run into the risk of making that his personality or making that think, about his character, but they didn't, they were able to balance that really well with, you know, like they were able to do, do justice to the character, even though that was that. Yeah. But see what well, Omar is, is weird because Omar is like, they, like his sexuality wasn't even a thing. Like it was like, it was, even though they brought it up in what season, the let um, later in a season one or season two, I forget mm-hmm. what season it was, but it was like it wasn't in, it, was it wasn't one. even brought, it was season one. one. Yeah, when he was in the bed with the dude, right? But like the oh, way the how the light skin boy with the yeah. Hair. yeah 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 that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like it, it, but to me it was like oh like they didn't really focus on the sexuality part. So like when you say oh well he was homosexual, it's like no, it was like he was just this guy that was on this one man crusade or whatever and it just so happened his person of choice was a man you know what i mean but it wasn't like you could like that that wasn't like a major focus like his major focus wasn't a love interest or anything like that like he wasn't a trope either like like you mentioned mo but it was Mm -hmm. like they they really did a real great job at really just making him a full fully identified person and in the midst of making a fully identified person go, hey, look, we're going to kind of change your thought on what a gay man is in Hollywood and make this fully identified person, his sexual preference is just happens to be another man. You know what I mean? He's not motivated by women. So actually, his, his you can't even use his sexuality as a weakness because now this the, what you consider weak. As far as uh, a man, a, a man that likes another man, you can't even use like you can't even consider that weak. But like typically, what was always been other men's downfall, another woman, right? So how yeah. like let's say later on, Marlo could have been like, oh, I'm gonna send this chick at him, we'll set him up this way. Like you couldn't even do that with him. You get what I'm saying? So what you what right. you would define as oh a weakness is like oh no, that's actually his strength because he's not even motivated by pussy, hmm. right? And and it was interesting, like when you go back and you read the comics, especially the comments that would come up in the day in the clips and stuff, and it'd be like, you know, I ain't for that gay stuff, but I understand. I respect Omar for going after what they did for Brandon and whatnot. So it was like it was like soft, like people accepted, you know, that you could have this 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 badass who light man ass, and it wasn't <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't a thing. Um, and and he was one of the 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 demigods of the city at that point right mm-hmm. so that you know and and he was kind of a larger than life character in this grounded series you know and that's well you know why you know why though why he was such a larger than life character why so uh, the real yeah, omar stepping off to like blow my nose when i okay <laughs> the the real so omar little a lot of people believe it was based off of this gangster from um, from New York named 50 Cent. That's not who Omar actually was based off of. Omar was based off of a boxer from Baltimore who got locked up during the whole heroin trade that was uh, involved in like uh, sticking people up and stuff like that, was really involved with the real Barksdale gang and all that kind of crap. And was and when uh, David Simon was a detective here in, in the city, he, he worked side by side with David Simon. So when... Omar basically got 
got got a lot of time shaved off for being an intricate part in knocking down the Barksdale game. And yeah, like it, it's it's a whole deep story. But Omar, so like, uh, what's the what's the boxer name in the show? Uh, when you know he comes home, oh, not, um, not Cuddy. Is it Cuddy? Uh, Cuddy. Cuddy's yeah. So, yeah. So um, like the real life story of of Omar is a mixture of Cuddy and Omar. That makes a lot of sense then, because yeah, they interesting. were the most fleshed out characters in this. All the characters fleshed out. I shouldn't say that, but yeah, they were some of the most fleshed out characters in in the series. Yeah, the real mm-hmm. guy Omar just died like about five or six years ago. Like the real guy that. who was based off. And I also heard at one point they they had him. And I I didn't know he was the boxer or anything like that, but I know they. But they also took the stories of two other like stick up guys from that era, and mm-hmm. kind of rolled in some of his stories into that. So, and and, and it was a character that remember Obama went on television said my favorite TV character is is, is Omar Lou, which to have a black president say his favorite TV character is a gay. <laughs> <laughs> Criminal. Which it, it, it didn't do him much favors because he turned around and started, oh, Michelle's really a man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 But all, right. all, in all, I, I, all in all, I really do appreciate the character Omar Little. I really do appreciate, you know, uh, The Wire. Um, I was actually a latecomer to The Wire. Uh, I had, I actually watched it because a friend of mine suggested it. I don't know how I missed it, but I watched it later because I think I was busy watching The Sopranos, to be honest. Most people didn't watch The Wire when it came out. Most people Thank didn't watch you. The Wire it was almost over. If Thank you. Over. Thank you. So I don't feel bad now. Thanks a lot. No, I really appreciate that. No, they didn't. Awards. One of the it greatest didn't. television shows in American history didn't win any awards. It's a shame. It's a shame. At least but, I remember. I could be wrong. I thought they won a few Emmys. I always thought they, they no, won a couple No, one of the writers won an Emmy. The show itself and another actors won an Emmy. <laughs> wow. wow. You know what? Let me look that up real quick while we're talking. Anyways, Crazy fun um, fact while you look that up. So yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna look it up. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna move forward right, right now. So we're gonna talk about. Uh, Damn, we started talking. Man, about- yeah, it was one fun fact. We're gonna come back to it. I'm gonna look it up while we're discussing this. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back up. But yeah, yeah uh let's go. there was no blank space while you're looking it up, but you got right. It. You just trying nice. to get lots whatnot while you typing, but that's hey, right. hey, 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 Boardwalk Empire. I think again, like I said, this was the one that I I I, I started. Um, I started watching this one and I watched it all the way through. It didn't matter what was going on. I was always here for Chucky's uh, uh storyline. I was Agreed. always here for whatever he was doing. It. I one hundred percent was behind this character. I was one hundred percent behind this. You know, the guy playing the character, and I loved it. You know. Granted, I, I I am a huge I love I love uh, Boardwalk Empire, but I really really loved uh, oh I almost called him Omar uh, Chalky White because honestly it, it felt good even though I knew the time period and all of that stuff, but it just felt kind of good to see it. Go ahead. I, I like to think that all HBO shows are connected, so I like to think that that <laughs> Chalky White is Omar's ancestor. Also, hey, I like, to think I like that. that. When he when he showed up in the Sopranos and the projects, that's when Omar left Baltimore to go up to New York for a while. Like, <laughs> the same character that was in the Sopranos doing um right. teaching Jackie Jr. to play chess. 
So, I mean, that's just my own. That's my own. Uh, you know what? I am not. I I would believe you if that's the, if I if you if you had come to me and told me that without me seeing all of all of this, I would believe you. I would one hundred percent believe you. But yeah, um, Chalky White, I was one hundred percent behind the character because again, it's a time period, it's a time piece, and I was like, this is, it's good to see this, you know he's still being treated how he's being treated, you know, by everybody else, but it's just good to see that he has a little piece of the pie, I guess, you know, it was fun. Yeah. And the respect from, from the top, the top guy, you know, Nucky. Um, It was, it was fun. I liked what they did with his character. I I love the show. And I think that this was one of the, this was, I mean, Omar was his breakout, but I feel like this was the one that in my opinion, put him, like where people are like, yo, he's actually really good. I think personally, him being a fully formed actor and, right. and his first main. I mean, like in the other ones, we like Omar's great, right? But, mm-hmm. but but the Wire was a rough show. Like the the Wire wanted to be Baltimore, so you would have like regular people. You could tell who were at, who who was the actor who wasn't for a lot of things, or who was playing right. themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Road, where where where. And Omar stood out because he was one of the actors, right? Like Idris mm-hmm. and um, uh, what's Barksdale? Um, so Avon, Tavon. Yeah. So uh, the awards. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, it's a bunch of writing awards that I'm looking at. There's no, I don't see a lot of actual. Are you sure those awards aren't nominations? Uh, let me see. No, because they so. won. They won some writing okay, awards. So... I thought they were nominated for. Oh, a few so things. okay, so nominated for. American Black Film Festival, The Wire, it won um, best edited one hour series. American Cinema Editors, it won. So you're talking about major awards, right? Like, say, didn't they win Sun for Wardrobe once? Because that's what I was about to say. Fun fact when I was dating, uh, well, no, I was dating. My best friend was dating. Just a bunch uh, of, oh, Primetime Emmy, Outstanding Writing for Drama Series. Maybe that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, again, it's a bunch of, there's no like, a bunch of NAACP awards. There's now you go to Sopranos award list. I bet you'll look a lot. Sopranos awards list is insult. It's an embarrassment of riches. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um. Oh, Chucky. Chucky. Yeah. 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 Chucky. So so you had a character that came in, earned that respect just the way he did. uh, But it was him as a fully formed character. I saw he was still. not not only yeah. hanging with the other great actors in, in Boardwalk Empire, he was surpassing them in scene. He was oh yeah, yeah. He, he came into his own. Yes, yeah, and and I and I think that everything from that uh, and again uh, the last season of Boardwalk Empire disappointed me. <laughs> Fun fact: the real the real Nucky Times was based on got caught at the end. Went, I mean, got caught into his career, went to jail for two years, and got out. And I was waiting for this line for the whole series. And they asked him, "Was it worth it? Was it worth it?" He's like, "To live the life I've lived and do two years in prison." Yeah, it's worth it. And, and I was waiting for that line at the end. But in America, you have to kill the criminal. So, you know, is what it is. And and that was also disappointing with Chalky. Uh, because they wrote him kind of out of character to me at that that last, that fifth season, I think. And that yeah, season. Yeah. Um, this man that was about his family, um, about his community, kind of just gave it all up for like some random, you know, like you said. Years later, his ancestor would not fall for the folly that Chucky White did and fall for the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> the genes evolved. <laughs> right. Right. 
Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, Chalky White. Uh, I always felt like Chalky White was like, I don't know why, because you know, I keep calling want to call him Omar, but Michael K was not a large stature man. No, like, he he was a small frame guy, and it seemed like Chalky White's character was just larger, like just a bigger character. Even yeah. though like they went out their way to show him like not like they showed the stature all the time, but no matter how they positioned him, he just seemed larger than everybody else maybe because he ate up so much screen or, or you know like i don't know why his chest puffed out now yeah, yeah he was you know he, what was, I mean? he was yeah he right. was really like even in this picture right here you like if this if you saw this person you would think like this is you know he, he looks like such a boss he has a commanding presence on screen yeah. that's what you want to say yeah and the character had a great commanding presence and and i i think that's also one of the reasons why i resonated with the character or like the character a lot is because like just the, whenever you saw the character you heard the character or whenever he spoke you had to listen you know and when he spoke to the to these people the, these white men they would listen to him you know he was and legit a role model like yeah. it was like legit like this is what you should aspire to be you right. know or something right. aspire to be like right uh moving on to a character that i'm pretty sure that uh, Kyle, you're getting familiar with um, Leonard Pines from Happen Leonard. This yes. is, I'm going to say this real quick. This is the show Lovecraft Country wanted to be. What is this show? Happen yeah. Leonard. It's on um, Netflix. I'm like, uh, it, what, it came on Sundance Channel, and I watched it while it was on Sundance Channel, and I, all three seasons are now on Netflix. It's really I'm short. Like, so three yeah, it's like six, it's yeah. like six, seven episodes. And you three can, episodes then is, yeah, I like it. You I could really try to connect. That. You could try to connect. You could try to figure out how to connect Omar to this. I would love. I would love to hear that one. But no, he. So this is this is on Happen Leonard. He plays Leonard Pines, and this is supposed to be like a. There's a uh, some type of horror element. There's a lot of what you see in Lovecraft Country, but then there's a lot of funny in it. So there's a balance of a lot of elements on the show. I think. This is I'm where glad you I, told me that because I wasn't sure if I should be laughing at these parts or not. Oh no! Like, yes, it has such a serious tone. like it has such a serious tone, but it's like the comedy's there. It's like oh, it's and 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 to be funny. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And and this and to me, to be honest, this is where I feel like again he evolves to another level. It's almost like he ascends to another level where you get to see the com- So you've seen him as Omar. You've seen him as Chucky. Uh, a chalky, and now he's kind of a funny. Guy. He's supposed to be serious, but things that he does, the way he says, the way the things he says, he's funny. And again, this guy's from New York. He gets to play a southern, a country, a country person, and he's pretty convincing. It's kind of really weird. Uh, but no, this this was <laughs> this is again this is a show that I recommend everyone watch and get to you know just if if you want more Michael K just get to watch it and get to familiarize yourself with the character and just see like how he has range he has range again when before we started this cast I played the um am I being typecast and it's funny that in that uh dialogue right you didn't get to see. A, a funny side to him, right? Uh, and actually, no, the side where he was talking about the cat. If this cat goes to live with poodles, and I thought, yeah, that's kind of funny. funny, right? And and so, but you didn't get to see the Leonard character in that, and you know, it's again, 
I I thought I I think everyone should go watch Happen Leonard. I think uh, when Kyle is done, we are definitely going to talk about it. Hopefully, yeah. An- Anthony watches it and in like one day, because Anthony speaks through shows. <laughs> um, I don't really sleep, so. <laughs> See, I like um, to back, so it takes me a while. I'll watch that so like three times just to dissect it. Mm. Um, can we also talk about some of his documentaries and his other like? Yeah, we're, um, we're gonna get there. We're gonna. We're gonna I just want to talk about his major roles real quick. That's fine. Um, but yeah, but just, go ahead. Him, just seeing him, and he's gonna be one of those actors that you can hear his voice. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yes, actors that yes. If you just read, if you read something they say in an article, you're like, I can hear his voice. I can, I, yeah. I, I can. I can feel he's gonna be one of those actors that you could do that too. And um, now, like, when you know some of his history, and and now we know the the well, we seemingly know the the um, circumstances of his passing. Um, and how he acted pain uh-huh. and and those times we could tear up and he could like you know like I, I, really I think, from almost nowhere right and and I think he drew a lot on of his own personal struggle uh, uh-huh. and put those into his characters and if that's one one defining trait he could be funny he could take himself a little non serious like not not seriously but he could, he could enjoy I've been watching the thing of him dancing uh, uh-huh. yes with sharing that um. That, that clip of him dancing, but I, I think the way he he um, he expressed his to the pain of his characters, and I think he linked that to his own life. And just seeing that little that little clip of the thing he played earlier, um, I'd seen that before, but I don't remember what it was for. Um, and he was like, "Did you get out? Did you?" <laughs> like, I mean, that's I that's haunting. Yeah, and I, I hope that people don't think that. I, I hear people talk a lot about weakness when it comes to certain challenges, right? Because we all have challenges, right. And, right. and and it's not weakness. If you if you think about it, um, I'm make this a little geeky. There's a character in Watchmen. I think it's like Mothman or something. The guy with the butterfly wings that goes crazy. You see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And and another comic, one of the writers saying like everybody calls him a coward because he broke and he was afraid and he always talked about he was afraid before he flew. And I always thought. Yeah, but he's the bravest guy I know. He's deeply afraid of flying, but to be a hero, he straps on those wings and jumps off a building every day. And, right. and I think about that when people are dealing with their struggles with substances or behaviors or anything like that. You know, they're they're battling against this every single day, every mm-hmm. single day. And and when you do the 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 stages of change, like Kyle, no, we we work in. Uh, that you're going to reset at some point. You're going to yeah, go yeah. go back in. I don't want to even say it's failure. It's um, it's you're learning what's work, what worked, what worked, how to maintain it, and you might learn. All right, that didn't work as well. Let me go back into the drawing board and do it again. Mm-hmm. And I think that I I, I when things like these happen, I, I notice like that people kind of shake their heads or like wonder why or 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 people get you know they I, I hate that word weakness. You know they got a name of weakness or whatever. No, they're brave every day. They're brave every day, and they're pushing. They're pushing against this. You know, they're fighting this demon every day. And um, yeah. So I mean, that might not make any sense. That was a little bit. No, of no, it makes no, sense. it does. It makes one hundred percent. It makes a lot of sense. And I think the worst part. Uh, let me. I don't know if if I'm able to add to this because I don't have the experience you and Kyle have. But I I think one thing that's super important in in that I that we notice in America is the addiction isn't isn't treated as a disease it's treated as a bad thing and depending on what color you are 
I like I I really want to be very frank. And I could so I, I come from a position where I have that right to say that. And the reason why I have that right to say that is see, see you're laughing, right? But there's truth mm-hmm. in every in it's, every it's joke, a lot right? of truth to you. You're right, so, you're right. So I, I have the position to say that because I work I have the privilege of working in two different environments. I have the privilege of working in poor Baltimore City with the most underserved people. That, um, that battle addictions, and I get to see how it's a stigma and how it's treated as a bad thing, and how you, you you're incarcerated and everything, everything falls against you. You lose your housing, you lose your income, everything just happens bad, right? Your whole family hates you, all this good stuff, right? Like like they're better than you, right? Like they're they're mm-hmm. paycheck away from being in the same boat as you are, but they look down on you, right? So I, I got that opportunity, and then. I got an opportunity to work in one of the most richest counties in the whole state and, and work with those people with addictions. And I get to see exactly how different the system plays with these people with these multi-million dollar homes that are sitting on the water and um, the, 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 these uh these trust fund babies that have these beautiful houses. And so so it's like I, I can speak from that because I see it from both ends. I work in both areas. There, there was a thing. Right. On the, did y'all watch uh, Raising Canaan this past this past episode? No, I, 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 I don't still haven't watched that show. Okay, yeah. I, 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 I just during the last couple months of the past, I speed through shows. So like funny you ago, brought up Fifty Cent during that stuff. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. But two months ago, I started the power. Went through that. Skip book two because I don't like that little kid. And <laughs> I, I, I been watching Canaan, and uh, they talk about how. I guess they actually come across fentanyl and um, they kill some black folks. And the guy's like, you can sell it over to the, those white folks, right? Because if three of them drop dead, we all get in the chair, right? And it's, it's some truth in that, right? Okay. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. It, it don't matter. Drugs don't matter or the pain don't matter until certain people drop, right? Yeah. Right, right. And which is which is weird because now it's it's become a, a thing. It's the opioid p- pandemic or the o- the opioid epidemic, which is weird. Starting starting going into middle. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's it's be- until it started becoming a white problem, and now it's an epidemic. And yeah, you don't have to incarcerate people. We can treat them, but I still feel like at a at the essence of it, it's still not being looked at or looked at as a disease. It's still a stigma to it. You know, it's just starting to maybe change and not change as quick as as quickly as it should, and it's really sad. Um, That's well, look writers. at the, oh no, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, you ever see that, uh, this Lucy K show and he gets into an accident and they're like, everyone's like, oh, what happened? I got got to accident. He's like, yeah, I got to accident. What happened? He's like, oh, I was on my bike. And they go, oh, you're on your bike. Are you okay? <laughs> and it's kind of like I mean, we're still getting sure concerned, but oh, you're on a bike. That's kind of you're on a bike, yeah. Like you asked for it. Yeah, you asked for it. Even though I'm the only non-bike bike rider right now on this. Oh <laughs> um, man. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I feel like well, that's what you're saying. Like they might yeah. gain some sympathy. They might, but ultimately, social. Ultimately, is oh, you on drugs. It is your fault. Yes. Your fault. Yes. And even though we can say that we can show the now we can show you that um, the research, we can show you the history, we can show you how these addictions can can be working, or and, and maybe the. Uh, what could be contributing factors to them? At the end of the day, society still looks at you're weak. It's your fault. Um, if you were stronger, this wouldn't happen. Oh, if you loved your mm-hmm. family, this wouldn't happen. It's things like mm-hmm. things I still hear in sessions. So, but it's weird. It's like 
and I really want you to come out to my part time sometime, man. Because it's weird. Because on the other side, it's handled way different. Like all the way, don't different, look all the way, way different. Or there's still a little bit of stigma to it. Here, let me let me put it to you like this. Okay. The court system has ah, okay. a thing called okay. drug well, that, court that that's designed to help to make sure certain <laughs> that things. Makes, don't that happen. makes a lot but, more sense. Look. Before you get to sentencing, there's this other program that if you can't, uh, it's uh, alternative sentencing or something like mm-hmm. that. They have fast and drug court. Like, so you have that. Also, the way how it was handled is they have uh, the police department and the fire department have what's called safe stations. So <laughs> do you know what safe station is, no, I'm bro? Just, I'm just I'm just chuckling Yo, because what the fuck? It, you're about I to tell come, me some bullshit. I, could come like, in I feel there. like you're about to tell me some bullshit. I, I could come in there right now, right? Addict. Right off the street, mm-hmm. I know I, I know I'm about to go to court tomorrow. I'm gonna get busted for whatever, and I'd be like, "Yo, you know what? I want to get clean. I want to go on treatment on a county's dime. They're gonna go do everything they can to get me in treatment and cover me for at least 28 days." Man, you're the. F- I said you were about to tell me some bullshit, and you did. Hmm. Postpones your court date and everything like that too, right? Oh yeah, because now you got case management services and everything by the county, and now now you're covered. I just knew you about to tell me some bullshit. Because, because now you have a disease and you need help. That's the, it's, it's handled so different. And it's funny because I remember about a year or two ago, one of the, the uh, supervisors at my part-time was talking to me. He was like, yeah, you grew up in the city and everything, right? Like, yeah, you're like, yeah, I know uh, heroin kind of hit y'all bad recently. Like, the opiate pandemic hit, hit y'all kind of bad, too. He was like, because y'all had crack back in the day. Like, oh, bro, no, you got it completely wrong. We had gray and crack. And believe it or not, the stereotypes tried to make it seem like cr- the crack pa- epidemic was killing this. Honestly, heroin was killing my hood worse than um, crack was. I was like, it was the white people that was coming in Westport that was buying up the crack. Crackers. So I was like, uh, yeah, but I was like, the heroin? I was like, we grew up playing football and basketball. I was like, I tell people this all the time. We play football in the streets, but the reason why you could you can never tackle a dude from Westport is <laughs> if you look on the ground, there's tons of needles. And and oh, broken up man. needle needle cases. So you, that's the reason why you can never tackle somebody from Westport because we don't go down. Like because we it was <laughs> rain very early. No, it's, I'm dead serious, dog. Like uh, there's a basketball court off of Hollinsbury Road right by the train track. Right, we couldn't play on that basketball court growing up because there was always uh uh used needles on the court, and it was a playground mm. right next to it. And every kid knew you couldn't play on that playground. That's wild. And it's like that in every city. Those, those the vials or or playgrounds. Period. Playgrounds. Period. You get a cut. You where you got AIDS. <laughs> like, yeah. like that's, that's that's how it was growing up. I, I don't want to hear anything about like the the. This is what you thought when you were when you were growing up. You were worried if you got cut with something. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I don't know. No, somebody sneezed and didn't cover their mouth. Those was fighting words. Like on on, on God, like. Off to off top, if somebody sneezed out loud at you and didn't cover that mouth because AIDS was so scary back then, you was getting punched in your mouth. Forget oh, yeah. all the social distance stuff. That, that, that happened, that, yeah, that happened in Georgia, and yeah. it's so yeah, it's so weird now that because when when we were kids and that happened, and now everyone is all like social distancing and or or, or rather it's it's a, it's fake. It's there's no ugh, man, you know whatever. That's we're not doing that one today. I, I don't have energy to rant on that because I'm tired. I'm tired. But no, um, two more shows I want I want you guys. Has either of you ever seen The Night Of on HBO? Oh, yeah. The Night Of. The night. I feel like I did. 
Yeah, it's the it's the one where the I, I want to say he was India or Pakistani kids gets framed for or or not for well I want to say the show I just ruined it but uh, he gets the murder uh, happens and someone and uh, it's showing how the system can ruin your life even if, well, I don't care so if you see I did see it if you yeah. ruin your life if you even if you're innocent right just going through the right. system being innocent. And if you're lucky enough to be able to prove, because you're not innocent to prove you're guilty in our system. Right. You know, not, not in America. Especially if you look a certain way. Yeah. Look a certain way, you got a certain bank account. But look a certain way, you got a certain bank account. And if the if the person that is, if the person involved in a murder, if the, person, if the dead person is a white woman, you are 100% going to jail. And I want to say he went to yep. Rikers. Am I right? Did he go to Rikers? Yes. Yes. And it was in New York. I think they're just they're trying to close Rikers now, right? Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, really? Yeah. Was it right? Don't, don't don't quote me. I believe they're trying oh, to try to close it, but then COVID happened or something. Yeah, like that. I, I know they've been trying to close it for a while. Like that's why I didn't know how how real this was. It was going to happen this time because I know that, that there's been a a campaign for like over a decade or so. But it shows you take you take somebody that doesn't protect. You know, take any. I would not do well in prison. So so you take you take somebody in prison. Uh, uh, they're dealing with all this stuff. They can't afford it. You got to survive in prison. They tell you don't can't, don't get any charges in here because it'll look bad on you if you go to court. And you know you just showed this kid and how he had to survive. Right, and then and then they give you an attorney, and then your attorney is super busy or just because uh, it was what's his name John Turturro who ended up who played the states the 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 um the 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 free attorney and he's it's just listen but you know outside of that um yeah michael k shines again as freddie um freddie who ends up taking the kid and putting him under his wing and trying to you know help him navigate life in prison and hey look man you're gonna have to put your head down because i think the in in the first two weeks that he gets there he gets like hot oil or hot water dumped on him because apparently you know it's a rape and they don't look too kindly on rapists in prison in prison. And so Michael K kind of takes him under his wing. Yeah. It was, <laughs> no, was <laughs> don't, irony that. that's what? why I say. Yeah. That's why I say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like that rape kind of here. Don't drop yourself in the shower, babe. Right. And, and, yeah, and there's a we don't like your guy. <laughs> so right. yeah, um, like he, he gets like an excuse, because <laughs> like, he's like really yeah. By the time he gets into prison, he's kind of famous because he's all over the news and his face is splashed and and you put him in gen pop. But yeah, Michael K kind of takes him under his wing and the process that he kind of helps him go through. Again, I feel like so we've gone from. Uh, um Omar to to Chalky to Leonard and now this is a different character this is a different character from Omar even though you know it's supposed to be like a hardened criminal in prison even Michael K's character is not it's it, they play he plays the character as if you want to root for him because I uh, did he really do it is he really supposed to be here and then there's a little bit of them maybe he did do it maybe he is supposed to be here but he plays the character so well that at some point you're kind of rooting for rooting for uh, Freddie Knight. And last but not least, the last uh, major TV role he was in, uh, Kyle. You want to? You want to get? Love. Yeah. All right. So because it's him, I'm not going to call it garbage at the end. All right. It's, it pains me to do this. 
beloved craft country country lovecraft country not lovecraft garbage and and he I, i believe that he was battling some things during the filming of the show he was mm-hmm. he talked about a little bit of it but again we are asking this guy as anthony pointed out now that you know a lot of his person not a lot of his personal life is coming out or it's more put in the forefront because of his death you get to look at the way he played his character in lovecraft country and you think about it and you're like dang where did he pull all of this from he was such i felt like in in Lovecraft Country, and you could correct me if if I'm wrong, Mo. I feel like Man, in this know. show, he was written like a two dimensional character, but his acting was so good <laughs> that it made him a three dimensional character. It elevated like, that ass writing, right? <laughs> it did. It did. Because I and felt like I think, he, I think where he, it it did shine where he actually got away, uh, got a got an episode to like really really go through it was. When they went back in the past to like his uh, home, home, when they were children, um, or kids rather, or teenagers rather, I think that's one of the episodes where he gets like a real, like a real act, like his acting chops, and he gets to shine. You know, when he, his father walks out and is whooping his ass, and he's staring at that. You know, um, and he has to relive his friend dying again, and yeah. and all of that. You know, it's it's it's. Again, as you said, we we talked about the show the way we talked about the show, but we would always point out Michael K is phenomenal, and he, he was, was a shining phenomenal. beacon on that show. Yeah. Like, he like mind you, uh, what's, what's my man John? Jonathan, I can't think Jonathan Majors, who, Majors, who yeah. redeemed himself as uh, one of the Kangs. Yes, but uh, from Loki, Anthony. Huh? Oh, I, you weren't you weren't paying attention. Yeah, yeah, he. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, my, <laughs> the, show, the show's garbage. It, but here's the weirder part about the show: the show's garbage, but the actors are phenomenal, right? The show had right. a great assortment of black actors. It yes, taking not, not taking that away, but even though it had a great assortment of black actors, horrible writing, and everything else was bad, mm-hmm. there was there was this great tier of black acting right here. And then you look at Michael K. Williams, and he was always up here. And it's like he elevated each scene of that show. And he, I think his character was the most two-dimensional of everybody else. Like, it, it was just amazing. You that. know what I mean? Like, his yeah. character, was, I think, was a, was supposed to be a trope. And he just made it like, all right, this is the trope that you gave me, and I'm going to make this much more than what it's supposed to be. Right. And he did a great job at it. Right. So, I mean... Again, like I said, this this episode was to celebrate the life. Um, you know, can look I, can at that. Talk about one one thing real quick. I'm sorry. Before yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, so I was trying to figure out because um, I knew I remembered part of the story, but I was trying to figure out where he got his iconic scar from. I knew it was after a party or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I just read like some of his friends were getting surrounded by some people, and he kind of like halfway intervened, and the guy followed him and took it out and like swiped, like took the razor out of his mouth, like we used to do back in the day. Some, Mm-hmm. I remember girls used to keep the razors in their mouths. I don't remember guys doing that a lot. Like I remember a like, couple guys girls. did it. It wasn't like a normal thing for dudes to do, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but anyway, so it miles off and like slashed him, and like he thought his career was going to be like really affected, but then he got on, like so apparently he was talking about he got typecast for a lot of thug roles after that because mm-hmm. he had the kind of scar, and apparently his first major role was Bullet with Tupac Shakur. Yeah. Really. Super old. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I didn't know that. From the movie in New York called Bullet, opposite uh, Mickey Rourke. He recalled to NPR and the production office that they were working out of the New York happened to leave a Polaroid picture of me from me going to audition in various music videos because he used to dance, I think. So he happened to see the Polaroid and was like, yo, this dude looks a thug down enough so he could play my little brother. And he, um, I think he saw the pain in my, in my, in my eyes, the struggle in my heart. And I was just like, I was starstruck, you know? I was like, wow, that's Tupac Shakur. So his iconic uh, scar got him his... Uh, got a, got First his major, yeah. yeah. Almost like that uh, that guy from um, Sons of Anarchy. So, yeah, Art, um, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, well, Owen yeah, Wilson. Good. Owen Wilson has a permanently broken nose. and yeah, he, I don't know the story behind that, but that always distracts me. Like, <laughs> 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 The, wow. movie, the movie's over. I've been looking at this man's nose this whole time. Like, like you have money, you could fix that, sir. Like, but like, also another thing. Uh, I, I, so this is my own headcanon, right? Like, this three dudes rants. This is Earth Two CC. So of course we could bring this in the comic book stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So he was in Incredible Hulk, the Incredible Hulk movie. Mm, if you wait, remember. Okay, so so I always get them mixed up. Incredible Hulk is the actual Marvel one, and then yeah, the actual Hulk Marvel the... movie. If you okay. remember the fight in Harlem, there's a part where you could clearly see his face looking. Yeah, yeah. boom. So in my my own head cannon, because I was like, why would you cast him in that movie, and why mm -hmm. would you even give him that much screen time? Even though it was like five seconds, but it was like five seconds in the middle of a fight scene in New York, and right. it's him. So in my my own head cannon, that's always going to be Rick Jones to me. <laughs> ah, you like that, right? So, hmm. I so, see that. Anybody out there on the Reddit, please start that and give me credit for that. <laughs> I was just thinking real quick. Marvel really hates New York because what the fuck? No, Marvel loves New York. So that's no, you can't love New York and destroy it every week, bro. Like uh, every other week. No, no. That, I mean, there's like thirty thousand heroes in New York, and then true. there's like. 80,000 villains, so it's like I think it's Spider Man the, the ratio about doesn't... that like once every year in a, in a um, comic. Like Spider Man and <laughs> Thing really joke about that. Crime. There's all the yeah. other superheroes, all the major superhero teams, and like 30 different Spider Man people now. So, like, right, why are you, why honestly, or even you have the Sorcerer Supreme in New York. They why really should that, be. Why are you snatching purses? Why are you robbing cars? Why are you robbing banks in this city? Go to Kansas. You must, you must have a fetish. You, you know? must have a fetish. You must at this point you must have a fetish to get chas whooped by a hero. That's it's what like, it is. It's like, why would you trap in Gotham City? It's not worth it. It's not. It's not. You oh, would have kept your hands from Bruce, from uh from Dick, or, or God forbid you come across Red Hood. Or any Damn. random villains might say, Hey, you're my henchman now. I, I don't I don't <laughs> want to dress like a clown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no I, way I, I, I don't have a choice. Could you imagine two faces rolling up when you just flipping a coin like I like you. You're working for me now. You're working for me now. Pay your face. Uh, just, 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 yeah, what, what, just what would you say? No? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> to be a low-level thug in Gotham City has to be the worst place ever. <laughs> no, seriously. It's, like, it's could you imagine trash. selling an eighth trying to trying to put your child through school? <laughs> <laughs> End up in the hospital because Batman beat the shit out of you. Like, dislocated. Now you're homeless. <laughs> Where did you get the eighth? Bro, it's a fucking eighth. Bro. And if like, Spider-Verse, he branding you too? Oh my God, you're dead in prison. <laughs> <laughs> I just know the top. 
imagine buying the eighth because your oh, mom has no. like cancer and you just need the, the weed because you can't yeah, get it from a dispensary. Be the buyer, it's always the seller Batman beats up because of that privilege that we talked about earlier. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't never seen Batman buy just the buyer. He always beating up the street corner people. And you know what? Right. Only Gotham's pretty much the only city in America where all the street people don't look don't don't have a pell mell in this game. Hey, I'll take it. I will take it. You know what? That makes Honestly. sense. Black people was like, "No, nah, I'm good." Yeah, black ain't, ain't no normal <laughs> black person living in Gotham. And if you do live in Gotham, you are too smart yeah, to be uh, out there. Sorry, Especially if you if you live in Snyder Gotham. Bad random people. Yeah. That's some white boy stuff. Here's yeah. the thing: everybody knows Batman has hands. Black people are not known for losing fights against white boys. So we're, we're going to. Bronze huh? Tiger has hasn't Bronze no, Tiger given that man a hand? You know they're gonna joke him. Oh, you let that boy whoop your ass, that white boy, that kid whoop your ass. Batman should say, "Shut up!" Like, mm. as soon as you leave again, they are gonna joke you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Facts, so, so, facts. so you already know what's gonna happen. Like you, like yo, they, they got the superheroes, the white boy. He got hands. Every black person in town, be like, it's gonna be one that's gonna try it. Realize, oh, his hands for real, and everybody like, we're going to Bloodhaven. <laughs> <laughs> You ever see that video that guy that rolls up was like, I'm from New York. I don't know where he at. I'm New York. I represent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen. And then that white boy beats his ass, bro. (laughs) He's bleeding, falling into shit because he's he's knocked out. Yeah, no. I hate seeing videos like that because I'm like, (laughs) damn it. Like, why? Uh, But, yeah. But, I mean, I think, uh, I don't know, man. It saddened me. It yeah, this 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 is sad. Because he's also a good advocate for a lot of great causes. He had HBO yeah. yes. around in different places and they talk about the prison, the prison life, um uh addiction, things like that. Um showed the different streets, took uh, the characters, the curtain lady girl, the my girl, woman that plays Snoop and took her around um to mm-hmm. one farmer, told her story. He was a he was an advocate, man. And I feel like uh you know, I don't know, I feel like it's a is a great loss that we haven't really felt yet. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, we haven't really felt yet, and it's it's gonna be sad. But I, only fifty four. That's crazy. Because if if I'm doing the math, that's twenty for me. Like it's crazy, man. You know what's up? He was in Birth of a Nation too. Was he? Remember he the kid that the snitch. He that, that's who he grew up to be. Remember the kid was crying, and then they oh. showed the battlefield, and it's him. Damn. He also whooped Chris Rock's ass in that one movie. He did. <laughs> He's like, ah! <laughs> I forget. He was in some other movie and he got killed. And somebody in the crowd went out like, that's what string a bell. And I was like, I think y'all are rooting for the wrong people in that show. But uh, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was The Wire. No, no, he died in something else. It was a movie. I was in a movie theater. And he died in something. He was like, that's what string was like, that's what string a bell. Oh, I'm trying to remember. I do, I do really like that that death scene, the string of bell death scene. Yeah, it it was phenomenal. That was yeah. the most poetic death scene in the whole show. You're going to do it. You're going. To, I can't talk you out of it. Mid sentence. Also, that was a death sentence for Omar. You know, because that yes, was back and and you know, it started that cycle again. Um, I think. 
let's talk. Let's instead of sadness of him gone, you know, I'm glad that we can celebrate some of his, his moments and we met the people, but also for where he came from to to be on CNN, his his, his passing, his passing is talked about on CNN and mm-hmm. and fans the world over are mourning right now, you know, yeah. and appreciating your work. Uh, for any craftsman, that that has to be an honor. Like if you if yes. you get to look back and, and see that you know that you let up, you left the mark, and that for for a hundred years at least, the people are gonna know your face if not your name, um, and your work at least at least, you know that's there's worse ways, right? Yeah, right. Worse ways. Ultimately, man, I appreciate you guys uh, doing this episode with me. Um, this is something that I can't wait to either of you see happen, Leonard, so we could actually keep talking about Michael K. Williams. I'm on episode three of season one now. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait, you know, so we could talk more about Michael K. Williams. And and actually, I do like James Purifoy, but Michael K. really shines here. Um, uh, Thank you guys for watching the dude's rant about... We didn't really, yeah. There was no, there wasn't really a rant here, but we will be back to rant because things are happening, movies are happening, theaters are happening, movies are failing. Is that a Game of Thrones reference, sir? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be cutting down my world travels. Mo's going to stop doing his mysterious um, night vigilante stuff. He's going to Seattle uh, doing some weird stuff. Like, right. Oh, no, we're taking a picture from that angle. That's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle hanging up his uh his, his black Air Force One energy for, for a season. Y'all safe again. Y'all can walk out in the streets again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll be back. We'll be back to rants. There's, there's a lot of things to rant about. I mean, like I said, movies are happening and failing. Movies are happening and succeeding. Shang-Chi just came out this weekend. Are we going to and- rant about Shang-Chi? It did well. I guess we'll have to see it. I, I do want to rant about it just because. All right. So, for those that don't know, we have a chat. And in this chat, Mo and I got into it about <laughs> where where we rank Shang-Chi. And I feel like this is rant worthy, oh, right? My God. Uh, because Mo and I got Shang-Chi. into this already. Not no, no, no. He's... To put Shang-Chi in like the top five of the MCU, bro. God, relax. no, I am not trying relax. to do that. Relax. 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 Said, what was it? Top, top seven? No, what, what, I said top 15. I said I put him in the top 15. In the top okay, 15. Okay, so you know what? Matter of fact, top 15, number 15. Yeah, I put it 15, 14 or 15 slot. That's fine. Okay. okay. So 14, 15, you're going around like the wasp in the uh, uh, Ant-Man type of area or... Yeah, the one that had to happen so we could get Endgame. Yeah, it is so, what it is. Oh uh, all right, I'll, I'll try to catch it tomorrow so we can rant about it. All right, so yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll be back. I'm lazy now. Like, I, I to be honest, I'm, I'm with you. I, I would tell anyone. I mean, it's making money though, because you know. Asian. Let me let me explain something. Who and I'm, sure, I'm not gonna say I'm the one person that has Asian friends, but that's I have a, I have a, I have a variety of different Asian friends and family. Uh, this is the Black Panther. Of, yeah. Of, I knew it. Of, yeah. Of yeah. American yeah. I'm, I, of American Asian. I'm gonna say worldwide, but uh, so a lot of Americans mm-hmm. is like ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. This is the same stuff I've been here with Black Panther. Best movie ever. Black Panther by far <clears throat> was not the best movie ever. Right. But you hey, can't tell we're any not. Person. We're not doing that. We're not I'm going there. Yeah, because this will get. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, 
this is like uh, what's, that's what's the, the one that I couldn't. I I just couldn't get wrap my head around. It was the Aquafina one. I'm like, I, I need to figure out how they're telling me that she's an Avenger now. So I gotta watch the movie just to figure that out. Because <laughs> wait, what? That Aquafina's an Avenger? Did that happen in this movie? Yeah, watch the movie. Mm-hmm. At, we've seen uh, it. So that that part. So no, 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 no. Don't don't tell him. Don't tell him. He has to watch. No, no. It. Anthony, Anthony, and I talked about this before. Oh, I, I guess, okay, so go ahead. All three of us are comic book readers, right? Right. So, I, I've shared in the past. I know I shared this with Ant. I never liked Shang Chi in the comics. I just never did. It was like horrible. I thought, he was, I thought he was boring, dry. Like I hated him in crossover comics. It was a stereotype. Yeah, like it, <laughs> it was a stereotype. Like well, what? Was, one thing was worse about him being a stereotype. Like there was what's the what's the one? I think it's the Incursions. In, in crushings, inclusions, whatever it's called, like where they had him at the end of time or whatever, in one of the one of the times, and it was like, at, it, like at, they they had him drawn white because they got tired of making him a stereotype. At one point. <laughs> I was like, how did he survive? Like, here's Thor and Ares are the last two basically god beings alive, and they're suffering. Thor has one arm. Ares is like one eye or some crazy crap, and Shang Chi's like just chilling in some garden and looks white, right. like. Like, what is this? What is this garbage? He was he was specifically made to mimic Bruce Lee. He's a he's a thing in the seventies and mm-hmm. uh, for a specific specific time. Um, I think I've only liked one story with him is when the um, the X Men. I don't want to call him a villain now because all mutants are heroes, I guess now. But the Gorgon <sighs> came after him, and Jane Shin had to struggle and he lost that fight as he should. He should not win fights against like certain levels of mutants and, and things like that. Oh. Uh, He's winning every fight. MCU, MCU Shang Chi is unstoppable. Well, because I'm sure he's but, the most powerful thing in the universe now, right? Well, there's still Wanda, and there's still uh, the, that, the trailer I specifically saw said there's nothing in your universe more powerful than these rings. So, but but you see, you see and, and, how he no 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 you see how he said Wanda and I think Doctor Strange. He didn't say anybody else, but he said Wanda and Doctor Strange. That is letting you know. No, no, I said Captain Marvel. I, I, I said Captain oh, Marvel. Oh, Captain, still, but that's letting you know where he lines up. Look, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know how good this movie is or bad, but I do think the way they're writing the characters now, this is like the death throes of the MCU. They're making a lot of boring OP characters. Mm-hmm. For no reason. You don't have to make OP. Like, the best part about Marvel Comics was the fact that there was something that you could relate to the characters about, right? As a person, outside of the costume, and then it was like they weren't OP, so like when they went against OP people, it was like, all right, well, how are they going to overcome this? Like the thing that made uh, Maximum Carnage so good was it was like nonstop Pete Peters trying to fight Carnage with a broken rib, and he's like completely outmatched, outgunned, and has to partner up with Venom, who's completely weak at this point. And it was just like, dude, now he's fighting Carnage, he's fighting what's her name, Scream, and he's fighting uh, Doppelganger. It's like this is impossible with a broken rib, and like at that point in time, they weren't was trying to make um Spider Man OP. Now Spider Man's stronger than a Hulk in the comics. I, yeah, I, I guarantee that I'd rather watch Daredevil from the series go through a hallway scene than anything I see in this movie. Like I, I guarantee, I guarantee, I'm I'm, I'm already there. Well, the, the, I will say the 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 bus Kyle, fight was pretty good. Kyle. The bus fight was pretty good. But then again, then again, this is this is something that people have been complaining about since. Iron Man, Iron Man. You're fighting someone with your exact same 
I'm tired of that. They already spoiled that for me in the freaking trailer. I do something else. So, so you're not going to tell me what you're not going to do. This is exactly why I'm not going to sit here and be like, this is a 10 out of 10 movie. And I'm just going to watch it and just keep it moving. I'm just going to watch it. You know what? Let's do the fucking rant. Let's do it. Let's do it. Because that's what you want. You got what you wanted. You got what you wanted. The Let's viewers want to hear us do this. Like, I'm Let's not do doing it, it for me. I'm, I'm doing down. it. Let me do more predictions right now. Let me, let, me, let me do more predictions right now. Me, 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 me. Is a perfect character in, in personality or whatever, and then he's going to be parallel <laughs> perfect, right? So there's going to be really flaws or probably any weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have, uh, uh, I think in the trailer, that's his sister, which it looks like. I think it's his sister in the thing. Uh, uh, she's gonna beat his ass at some point, or or, or they're gonna allude that he should beat his ass at some point. Um, so I, did, are you describing uh, Black Panther? Uh, uh, <laughs> Abomination is gonna get punked, which further uh, punks the Hulk. <laughs> so <laughs> you beat the Abomination, which was a Hulk. Oh, you're you're never gonna let the Hulk thing go. And I, and I doubt they give the Abomination a whole scene to get beat too. I doubt they give the Abomination a whole scene to get beat. But but. If he does, he still got beaten the scene, which was a Hawk major villain. It looks like Wong beats his ass. So I, I I have so much bias against this movie, but I will go. Besides that, I will go. Oh, and the third okay. act is going to be garbage. The third act is going to be garbage, and I'm going to rant about it. I'm going to hate it. Okay, but, so just open open your mind. Open your mind's eye. Go see it and come back and, and we'll talk about it. Okay. Thanks. But, so, Thank so you I'm very much. My vote. But I trust you, Kyle. You say it's a great movie. No, uh, I said it's a good movie. Not you great. Said great. Not great. I, I, I said great. I apologize. He said it was the music of the movie to end all Marvel movies. He no, said, I yeah. He said I, I have, I'm about to pull. I'm about to pull up the receipts. I need to erase all other Marvel movies from my mind because all I need to do is see Shang Chi. Is what Kyle said. Oh God, Shang-Chi no. Is it? <laughs> I, I thought I thought, thought Shang Chi was a good movie. I thought it was better than Black Widow, which I know debatable. Black Widow's third act was trash too. Thank you. Uh, but it's still debatable. And Taskmaster. Why did you do that to Taskmaster? I don't care about the gender swap. Why did you take the personality? I don't care you about know? no Taskmaster, man. You Wolverine Deadpooled Taskmaster. You yeah, Wolverine Origined. De- you know what? I'm sorry, Michael K. Uh, we, we tried. We, we were going to go. You know what? You know, no, 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 no. We're going to end this right here. Before, before <laughs> we go. Let's end this. Let's end this and then we can talk after. Let's we got a rant. We got a rant. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for watching this episode. I really like and share. It. Like and share. And we will five catch stars. You we need it. five stars. All podcast catchers. Five stars. Get us up them charts. We do this for you and guys. We will catch you on the next one. Peace. Lovecraft Country took me on a, on a, on a, on an emotional and mental roller coaster that I was not prepared for uh, personally. And thank God I had the cast. And these these are these amazing angels around me to hold me up. <laughs> Amen. 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 It's all right. It's okay, Michael. All right. It's okay. Love you, Michael. Won't he do it? Mmm. Mmm. Look at that. Look at Misha. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Michael. Oh. I learned about myself.